Lakers lose to the Mavs 108 to 93, the final score, 35 and 25 on the season. Mavs now 33 and 26. Got to be honest, Laker fans, did not expect to be doing two post-game shows in a row where the Lakers lose to the Dallas Mavericks, specifically this one. I know we talked about it after Thursday's game. You felt like, all right, let's get AD one game under his belt. Lakers obviously know how important a game like this is. We're all looking at the standings. We're all paying attention. For those who don't think that playing tournament is a big deal, I understand. I get it. You just want LeBron and Anthony Davis healthy. But because you lose this game and you lost that last one to Dallas, before that you lost that game against the Utah Jazz, um, things are getting tight here. Things are definitely, definitely getting tight in the Western Conference standings. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of Laker fans that want to react after this game, so let me uh, set this up real quick. Um, 877-710-ESPN, if you want to call into the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show and give your thoughts on the game, we'll get a chance to hear from Coach, we'll get a chance to hear from the players, and certainly get their thoughts on uh, on this loss tonight to uh, to Dallas. By the way, quick reminder as well, Quick shout-out here and a thanks to Coors Seltzer. You can now stream this show on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook Live. We're actually streaming the show live right now. Coors Seltzer, Rocky Mountain Refreshment, now in a hard seltzer. And check this out. Every 12-pack purchased refreshes our rivers with 500 gallons of water. Now that's refreshing. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, brewed in Fort Worth, Texas. Details at CoorsSeltzer.com. So we appreciate everybody uh, on the stream here. Okay, let's uh, let, let's get things started here. Um, when you know when I say a surprise loss, I kind of tell you what I'm referring to here. The way I looked at tonight's game and the way um, you know I, I I think the importance of tonight's game. You felt like the way the Lakers came out in that first half. Yeah, yeah that that's not surprising. You got a 12-point lead. Porzingis isn't even playing for the uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. Okay, things are, um, you know, yes, KCP doesn't go for the Lakers, but the Porzingis factor that's a that's a big time factor right there. And for the Lakers, you're just kind of assuming you have it in your mind that okay, they're going to take advantage of a game like this. We know how close the standings are. We know not only is this game um, not even just for this win or this loss, but also. Dallas now has the tiebreaker over the Lakers. If both of these teams end up with the same record, uh, simple how that works. They only played each other three times. Dallas two to one so far in this uh, in this series, and they're not going to play each other again the regular season. So I expected the Lakers to come out the way they did in the first half. Came out looking great. Defense all over the place. Uh, players flying all over. The rotations were great. The extra pass. What I did not expect was the Lakers to score 35 points in the second half give up 62 points in the second half. You went from up 12 to losing by 15. That's a big-time difference within that 24-minute span, obviously, and uh, that's a frustrating loss, I'm sure, for a lot of Laker fans out there. Um, let me grab uh, Let me grab a quick call here. We'll get a chance to hear Lakers head coach Frank Vogel as well. Uh, let's start off with Juan in Las Vegas. Juan, what's going on? Thank you for calling in. Hey, hey, so how you doing, man? Good, man. Appreciate you calling. Hey, man, hey, I came down to Vegas uh, on Friday, man, to have a good weekend, you know. Did, did uh, Thursday ruin, night, we did lost. Did this ruin your fine. weekend? Yeah, man, you know, we ruined my weekend. So tonight, I'm saying, you know what, AD, he's back, mm-hmm. second game. I'm sitting at the Treasure Island at the bar with my son. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 21, watching the game. And first ga- first half is going awesome. We're up by, what, 17, I think, at one point? They went up at AD's 17 at one point, yep. AD's in the post, kicking it out, you know, uh, taking advantage, going to the line. In the second half, uh, this is where I have a problem with Vogel, okay? Mm-hmm. 
second half, you got AD shooting three pointers. And our, by, our by the way, by, by the two. way, Juan. By the way, Juan. I appreciate you calling in. Let, let me let me comment real quick, and then I'm going to take another quick call here. Uh, you make an excellent point, and Michael Thompson during the broadcast kept saying, and it wasn't just Anthony Davis, but yes, AD took six threes. But why not post up AD just to get some better looks, just to get into some kind of a rhythm? Um, AD went five of nineteen from the field. All right. At some point, Anthony Davis is going to come back to being Anthony Davis. But the Lakers relying on the three. They took 45 threes. That, that's the part that I had an issue with. I, the, the issue I had with the Lakers tonight, first of all, on defense, they never made any adjustments. Whatever they did in the first half that worked, they made zero adjustments in the second half when Dallas started figuring that out. Lucas said, I'm getting the ball out of my hands. And Dallas started attacking, cutting, making that extra pass. It was usually a four-on-three break because you were uh, trying to double Luka. Lakers made no adjustments to that. But on the offensive end for the Lakers, um, you know, I, I, I said this a little bit earlier. It, it was so def- it felt like every missed three was so deflating. And I know, you know, there, there's the cliche of kind of shoot your way out of it. But a lot of times, too, I think just getting to the basket, getting a couple easy hoops. Um, I think also for the Lakers, putting themselves in a position where uh, they could get to the free line. Just anything to get you back into a rhythm. Lakers obviously uh, could not find a way. Only 35 points in the second half. Solomon and Lake Balboa. Solomon, what's going on? Appreciate you calling in. Oh, thanks, uh, Alan. Yeah, this was a really disgusting loss tonight. And, you know, by the way, they broke their pattern. Usually the Lakers, after they lose, they win. And I think a lot of people thought we were going to, you know, the Lakers were going to win tonight. Yeah, I'm I'm on that boat. Yeah, and here's my question, and you pointed it out. Mm -hmm. You're up by 17 points. You don't need to get three happy. Just score, and you'll probably win the game. I don't know what happened. I guess, all right, Dallas started hitting their threes, but don't panic and don't try to match them because I'm sorry, the Lakers are not a good, consistent three-point shooting team. That's not their strength. So this was just a disgusting win that I know they could have had, and this was a bad time to lose two games in a row. Solomon, appreciate uh, appreciate you calling in. Yeah, listen, I, look, I, I talked about this on uh, yet last night. I did the Travis and Sleeve show, Thursday post-game show. I just kept saying, Big game coming up on Saturday. Um, and I felt like Lakers would live up to that challenge. You know, part of me when I say big game coming up, I just felt like, you know, this was a big game in the sense that, okay, let's put our foot back down. AD's back. Let's start. AD got his minutes extended up to 25. Let me see how many minutes he ended up playing. I'm sure it was right around there. Actually, he ended up playing 28 minutes tonight. So obviously, he was feeling good from that front. Um, but it, it didn't happen uh, for the Lakers, and obviously 108-93, the final score. Mavs took advantage of the Lakers, and the Lakers now got some games coming up here where they're going to have to continue to try and figure things out. Two more games left on the road before they come back to Staples Center. Let's do this when we come back. When we come back, we'll get a chance to hear from Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. I'm sure there's a lot of Laker fans that want to hear from Coach. I'll read off some of your tweets. You can hit me on Twitter, at Alan Sliwa. We'll take more of your phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Here's J.J. Redick dribbling. Right side to Tim Hardaway, guarded by Kuzma. Hardaway head down, got to the rim. Look at Andre Drummond come over there, block the shot, and then retrieve the ball. Excellent defensive play by Drummond. Here's Alex Caruso, gives it to Drummond. Drives towards the basket. Jump hook by Drummond, good. Andre Drummond doing it on both ends. Gives the Lakers their biggest lead of the game, eight points. Lakers lose to the Dallas Mavericks, 108-93, to the final score. The defensive play of the game brought to you by Adriana's Insurance. Win and save on your auto insurance, and only Adriana's Insurance can guarantee it. We give you more options, unique offers, and exclusive opportunities to get the coverage you need at the best price. Visit SaveWithAdrianas.com today. Adriana's Insurance, more options, no contracts, just savings from a uh, defensive perspective for the Lakers. They did end up with 11 steals. Um, obviously, that's a, a positive stat, but... Most of those steals coming in that first half for the Lakers. Uh, all right, let's uh, take a listen to Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Get his thoughts. Lakers lose two in a row to the Dallas Mavericks tonight. They lose by 15, 33, and 25 on the season. Frank, what did you see in the second half, especially on the offensive end? Yeah, just too perimeter oriented. Um, you know, we didn't attack the rim, put enough pressure on the rim uh, enough throughout the half. That's what we were talking about in our timeouts. And, um, you know, they make it difficult. They put five in the paint. Um, Try to take that away, make make you beat them uh, over the top, and um, we got some clean looks out there, uh, but just shot the ball uh, horrifically, uh, for ten in the fourth quarter and four for twenty four overall. And um, you know you have to take what the defense gives you, but you know we, we didn't put enough pressure on the rim. Frank, what's the balance with getting AD back and integrated, and you know trying to get him a lot of shots, and then having it be within the flow of the offense with continuity? How how, how do you guys deal with that challenge, and how do you think that played out tonight? Yeah, it's going to be a work in progress. Um, you know, he's playing with a new teammate and, you know, trying to get his legs under him, you know. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a little disjointed at times. Hopefully it doesn't doesn't cost us, uh, um, you know, too many games. Um, you know, I think there were some good sequences tonight, but obviously not good enough overall. And you hit on this before the game, but it's that same question with continuity, Frank, versus trying to get guys, just keep them on the court, get some reps before the postseason comes. So how, how do you kind of walk that line now as you move forward for the final 12 games? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're competing to win. You know, we believe in all, all of our guys. And, um, you know, there is a, a, a theme to uh, make sure all of our guys are, are um, staying sharp and in rhythm, you know, as we get into the playoffs and while we're competing to win games. You know, we need to win this game tonight. Uh, we fell short. Okay, Kyle Goon, please. Hey, Frank, in the second half, um, you know, it seemed like Dwight Powell really came alive. Was there some sort of flaw in the defense that kind of allowed him to get to the rim so much? Or, or um, was it just sort of how you guys were guarding Luca? Yeah, it was how we were guarding Luca. You know, we double teamed him the whole night. We had the mindset to, um, you know, make other guys beat us. And, you know, we have coverages in place, but... Uh, we were late, uh, not tough enough uh, with those rotations, and Powell had a great night. Okay, Dave McMenamin, please. Frank, AD goes five for 19, but he plays 12 more minutes tonight. At war, outside of just the, the numbers of the shooting, obviously those aren't what we're used to seeing from him. Were there things that, that you liked, and what do you think would be the next step as you continue this road, road trip for him? Yeah, he's got to use these games to, to play his way into shape. You know, I, again, I thought he played well, uh, didn't shoot well, but, you know, that's going to come. 
You know, that's to be expected to have a little rust in your first few games back. You know, this is just a, the situation that we're in right now. Can you expand on the uh, the 28 minutes? Could, could that continue to increase, saying, if he doesn't experience soreness? Is that the plan? Yeah, yeah we're, we're hopeful. Um, you know, we'll see how he responds overnight. And, you know, the medical team gives me the recommendation. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're counting not just total minutes, but um, how many stoppages there are while he's in there. Uh, so there is some flexibility there. And, you know, hopefully that continues to go up. Okay, Bill Orm, please. Hey, Frank. Uh, should Trez's DNP be seen as um, a sign of things to come or a new reality for him, or was that more matchup specific or something specific to tonight? Keeping all three centers sharp. Um, you got, you got two, uh, a back-to-back situation uh, with Dallas and, you know, giving each guy a look and see how, how those guys look in, uh, in this matchup. Uh, but like I said, we believe in all three centers and we need to keep all three centers sharp. That's all. Okay. Dan Wilkie, please. Frank, was that something where you knew going into the game that that you know this was going to be a night so you could you could talk to Montrez and, and did that conversation go over okay? Yeah, he was great. He was the the big picture and what we're trying to get accomplished, and uh, you know he was great with it. He understood. Okay, we'll just do a few more here, Frank. Yovan, um, please. Hey, Frank. Um, ben had twenty points tonight, six threes uh, and four in the first quarter. What, what kind of boost did he give you guys early on, and, and what did you just see of, of him stepping in as a starter? Yeah, I filled in for KCP uh, admirably. Uh, competed on both sides of the ball, and you know when the guys uh, shooting the ball that well uh, from it, from the the perimeter, it, it you know should open things up. Um, you know, didn't enough for us. Obviously, we didn't get to the basket enough in the second half, but definitely uh, Ben gave us a, a good lift, especially at the start of the game. Okay, Davide, please. Hey, Coach, I'm curious about the Davis-Ramon pairing. Obviously, it's just second game for them together, but what are you seeing from them? Are you satisfied? Yeah, we have great size and, you know, should be able to protect the, uh, the paint, have great uh, perimeter versatility uh, defensively. And, um, you know, when AD gets his legs under, un, under him, um, we think that's going to be a dynamic duo. Okay, and last question, Corey Harrison, please. Hey, Coach. Hi, Corey. So, what was what was the breakdown when the guys would trap Luca, but he he picked the, the team apart with his passing and getting others involved and things like that? What was the breakdown with that? Yeah, we just were uh, we're late with the rotations. They did some creative things with uh, you know cutting and spacing, and um, you know when we did make the rotation, uh, we didn't make the stop. You know, I mean, it's one thing to be there and, and you got to make a play when you're there. And um, as you saw with Powell, 111 for 12, uh, we didn't do a good enough job uh, when we rotated of getting stops in those situations. All right, uh, Lakers lose to the Dallas Mavericks. That's Lakers head coach Frank Vogel, 108-93, the final score. A couple things from coach. Talked about how the Lakers too much on the perimeter. I think they were 4 of 23 from 3 in the second half, if I'm correct here. That's exactly what uh, – Coach said there, and I want to say John kept mentioning that into the broadcast as well. So the Lakers obviously could not find a way. I thought it was interesting. No Montrez Harrell tonight. Um, you know, I've said this all along. And by the way, if you guys want to comment on this, how some of that center rotation is, and no Montrez tonight, eight seven 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 ten ESPN. I've said this the entire time that the Lakers are so deep. No one should be guaranteed play or guaranteed minutes or closing out games other than LeBron and Anthony Davis. 
So, you know, finding out, okay, well, why tonight no Montrez Harrell? I thought Coach, you know, his explanation there is you, you're trying to see what, what works, what doesn't work. And I think there are times that, you know, obviously Montrez Harrell, who, by the way, in the month of April has been very quiet compared to how loud he was in March and how effective he was in March. I think Coach trying to obviously figure out, okay, is there something I could find here using uh, using Marcus All? Uh, the reality is none of that impacted the game as far as Marcus All goes. Uh, did have seven rebounds, played 18 minutes for the Lakers, didn't even take a shot. I think he took two free throws, so it, it's not like there was a big impact there. Um, we come back, let's uh, hear from Marcus All. And also, I got some tweets that I want to read here. If you want to be a part of the show, 877-710-ESPN. Pizza at Lakers postgame show on 710-ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 108-93, the final score. Lakers lose to the Dallas Mavericks. Taking a quick look at the standings here. Lakers now uh, two and a half games or game and a half in front of the uh, Dallas Mavericks. Dallas does have the tiebreaker now. Two games to one. The series... Um, uh, two games to one. Dallas has obviously beat the Lakers uh, two out of three games they've played this year. Portland uh, now two and a half games behind the Lakers. Portland sitting in that playing tournament now at number seven. We'll see how things pan out. But obviously this is becoming uh, more and more realistic that, okay, they're in a spot where they're going to have to fight off being in that playing tournament. Points in the Paint all season long is sponsored by Vista Paint. Right now, local residents can take 40% off on factory direct high-quality Vista Paint products. A Vista Paint team member will show you how Locally owned, manufactured, and operated since 1956, Vista Paint, 44-34. Mavs uh, win by 10 points in the paint. They win the game by 15. I, I want to read off a couple tweets here because I think um, I think somebody makes an interesting, interesting point here. So on Twitter, T-Money says, Sliwa keeps talking about playing the play-in tournament. What about having to face Clippers in first round, not ideal first-round matchup? I'll tell you what what he's referring to there. So a lot of the times right now we're, we're just kind of looking at the standings and, and we see that, all right, Denver now has got a, a three-and-a-half game cushion on the Lakers. They're going to try to hold on to that number four spot, even without Jamal Murray. What T-Money on Twitter is talking about is the Lakers having to potentially play the Clippers in round one of the playoffs. Uh, Lakers-Clippers never faced each other. Clippers playing... Um, some of the best basketball in the NBA right now, also the best record in the NBA since the All-Star break. So Lakers, Clippers in the first round. It's a fair point. I will say this, no matter what for the Lakers, unless you're in that four or five slot where if you played Denver as an example or if Dallas moved up or if Portland moved up, unless you're in that spot, that technically is going to be um, a reasonable first-round matchup. If it's not one of those three teams, and let's say you end up in the sixth spot or you end up in the seventh spot, you're going to end up with the Clippers, the Suns, or the Jazz. Not ideal for a first-round matchup. Um, But I will say, you know, in regards to the Clippers, so many question marks around every team, I think, in the Western Conference. Some teams have had a really good regular season record, but they have not proved themselves in the playoffs, Clippers being one of those teams. 
Utah, fantastic regular season. Have we seen Utah go in a deep run? Uh, same thing with the Phoenix Suns. Is there a ton of experience after Chris Paul there? And even Chris Paul's experience, not like he's been to the finals two or three times or anything along those lines. I say that because every team's going to have its flaws. The one thing you could say about the Lakers is they did it last year. They won a championship last year. A lot of these guys that are on the roster have kind of gone through that grind. We don't. I don't need to sit here and tell you LeBron's resume. The whole conversation of just be healthy for the postseason to move on, you'll have to take your chances. If it's the Clippers in the first round, then it's the Clippers in the first round. Uh, by the way, Clippers could maybe make a move and pass the Phoenix Suns, only two games behind the Phoenix Suns. So you just never know how the standings are going to play out, but I agree that it's not an ideal situation. All right, Mark Gasol, let's get his thoughts on this Lakers loss to the Dallas Mavericks. Here's, uh, here's Gasol. Hey, Mark, just want to see what you thought the differences were between the first half and the second half and, uh, and the way you guys uh, executed on both ends. Um, first half, I think that, uh, you know, we were attacking um, after getting stops. Second half, we didn't get as many stops. So, uh, you know, when you take the ball in, um, it allows their defense to get a, um, set a little better. Um, you have to execute um, your actions um, and be a little more physical to fight for those spots. Um, you know, we didn't get to the paint at all in the second half. We, we didn't uh, make their defense collapse um, and overhelp, and, and the ball didn't move as well um, because of that. Um, they did a good job. They, they did a good job adjusting, um, you know, uh, daring us to shoot on those pick and, roll, pick and rolls, and, uh, and uh, we got to do a better job of screening and making those guards, um, you know, get to the paint and as big rolling, uh, creating second side help. Um, and yeah. Frank said that he uh, he wants to make sure to be able to use all three centers. So Drummond and Harrell uh, and yourself. And tonight, obviously, you played Mark, uh, Montrez didn't mark. Well, how has that been communicated? And how do you think you guys just, uh, you know, play through that and find a rhythm? Um, you know, it's not an ideal situation for anybody. Uh, I'm sure that, uh, you know, I've just been in that situation and not played for a few games and, uh, and, and nobody likes that. But, you know, we, um, it's whatever the coach wants us to do, and uh, we're going to try to execute and do the best possible and stay ready and work, um, you know, uh, the days um, that you don't have a game or you're not, um, not planning to play. Um, but it's, it's not ideal. You know, as a player, you always like to know, um, you know, the consistency of when you're going to play, how you're going to play. Um, but, you know, we, it's a very deep, deep team, and uh, if coach wants to play three guys or two guys for one spot, um, you know, it's – it's gonna it's gonna take a, a lot of buying in. Okay, Kyle Goon, please. Hey Mark, um, sort of touching on that, um, you know, how much advance notice do you have when when you're gonna play in a game? Like, did you go into the series knowing you might play in the second game, and do you get the sense that your appearances will be matchup based or just every couple games, or or do you know? You guys asking the wrong guy. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's coach's decision, it's coach's call. Um, you know, he he can tell you right before the game like it happened. You never know. You as a player, you try to stay ready all the time. Um, you know, kind of do the same things that you do and prepare yourself. If you, if you Like, you're going to play a lot. Um, but, you know, uh, sometimes it doesn't go that way. Um, so don't ask me. <laughs> I, just, I just work here. Okay. Dan Wecky, please. Um, Mark, when, when you guys uh, double team Luca like that, uh, what what has to happen with the other three guys on the court to stop him from being able to 
to get the ball to the center uh, the way that he was able to do in the second half. It seemed like you guys had success with it the first. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the, the it, it, it's all part of you know. Uh, Start where, where you pick him up. Um, as he comes off, normally they, they were doing, they were using the double drag to keep one guy high and creating, you know, uh, fewer guys uh, on the tag and, uh, and, and, and kind of open up uh, the, the, the corner or the back cut and forcing you to commit to that. Um, so he was doing that in the second, second half a little bit lower and creating more space um, from his man. Uh, at that point, um, you know, our, our blitz, our show, our, uh, trap. Um, he has a little more space to reach you. Um, he's just stretching out and, and going pretty much to the 45 angle. And at that point, he just, you know, kind of reads and waits um, to see what's open. Um, you know, he's a real player um, here in the NBA. There's more space than in Europe. So he's seen that before, obviously. Uh, he's going to see it a lot more. But in Europe, everything is tighter. Um and, and hard to see. I mean, he mentioned it after the game that, uh, you know, here in the NBA, there's so much space that, uh, you know, those those angles are, are, are easier for him to read just because the, the spacing and, and where everybody's at. Okay, I want to take a couple questions here. Mark, um, Dave McMenamin, please. Mark, since the Boston game, what did uh, what type of treatment, if any, have you gotten on that left finger or that hand, that finger on your left hand? Um, it's, I mean, there's not much to do. <laughs> I think popped out and uh, and it has a small little crack in it um it, just, it takes a minute to get going um but it's it's okay it's it can get you know it's it's it is what it is and uh and i'm just happy that uh, that you know the coach tried me to play um and and i was able like once once you get a couple you know um catches and 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 you feel like the blood flow gets going on the finger and the, and the adrenaline gets going too it's it, it's a lot better um the treatment, it's what it is. You do ultrasound, you try to do, you know, all the uh, passive stuff, um, trying to get him to move a little bit. Um, but it's not much that, you know, there's no match appeal to that one. All right, that's uh, Marcus All right there. Lakers lose to the uh, Dallas Mavericks, 108-93, to the final score. Uh, when we come back, a few other tweets that I want to read, and uh, I'll grab a couple phone calls as well, 877-710-ESPN, plus Kyle Kuzma. Stay right here. Uh, Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, let's uh, take a couple calls here. 108 to 93, Lakers lose to the Mavs. Uh, Sam and La Puente. Sam, appreciate you calling in. What did you think of uh, tonight's game? What's going on, Alan? Thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on? All right. I I watched the game, and my question for you is, uh, do you think Andre Drummond, I mean, I saw him his six points, do you think he'll be able to bring up the intensity for the playoffs? Because he's never been there, like, on a good team, so... Well, it's a, listen, Sam. It's a it's a fair question. I appreciate you uh, calling in. I I got honestly, to be honest with you, I, I got zero concern about Andre Drummond. I really do. And when LeBron comes back, you should hear Michael Thompson when he tries describing what it's going to be like when it's LeBron, Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond, all the options that LBJ has to kind of orchestrate things. 
uh, I don't have any concerns. But I, I see what you're saying. All right, Andre Drummond hasn't been a long playoff run. Um, Montrez Harrell, remember last season, Clippers didn't get past the second round. He hasn't been in a a long championship run. There's some players, Dennis Schroeder, players that we're going to have to watch come postseason that will have to prove themselves a little bit. But ultimately, no, I'm not worried about Andre Drummond. And, and listen, for the Lakers, at the end of the day, the world obviously not going to end. You lose three games in a row. But you really wanted this one. In my opinion, I thought this was a key game for the Lakers. It didn't happen. Uh, let's get Kyle Kuzma's thoughts. So Kuzma, 5 of 11 from the field tonight, 4 of 9 from the three-point line. Ended up with 14 points, but obviously the Lakers don't end up with a win. Here's Kuz. Hey, Kuz, just wanted to see what stuck out to you the most as you guys try and integrate AD into the starting lineup and, you know, if it affects the way the, the way that you play offense, defense, with Drummond, all that. Like, what, what's your summary so far? Uh, just another adjustment that we have to make, uh, you know, this season. Uh, just another one, really. You know, uh, you know, playing with him is uh, much different than not having him on the court. You know, something that, you know, we got to figure out offensively. Um, you know, defensively, I think uh, we'll be fine. You know, AD is such a great uh, communicator uh, and, you know, cleans up a lot of things on that end. But, you know, uh, offensively, we got to figure some more things out. You know, we only scored 92 points with him in the lineup, and, you know, that can never happen. So, um, you know, that's just the biggest thing right now for us, you know, just uh, adjusting to playing with him uh, once again. In the second half, did you notice anything, Kuz, uh, during those lulls offensively about why you guys were struggling to score in spots? Um, man, I, I think one um, – collectively for for a little junctions of the game you know we just didn't hit shots I think we got we got the shots that we wanted um, and you know some of them went in and out some of them just didn't go in and you know this league is a miss or make league at the end of the day but you know I think our problems were more so um, you know from a defensive standpoint oh sorry Kyle we'll go um, with Kyle Goo next please Hey, Kuz. Um, you know, obviously, um, even though AD was was uh, a little rusty and shooting the ball, um, he was taking shots at the end of the game. And and he's been tell- talking to us about how a lot of you guys have encouraged him to shoot in, in his minutes, which are obviously limited still. Is it, on one hand, more important to, to get him sort of those, those clutch reps and at least get a rhythm for shooting the ball than maybe the the – a result of one night's game? Uh, I think we just got to get him up to speed in a hole. I think he's been out for, you know, two, three, you know, two months. So I think that, um, you know, obviously there's going to be some rust and, you know, there's going to be some, you know, with us all patience and, you know, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's Anthony Davis, you know, he'll find his rhythm, uh, you know, sooner than later. And, you know, I think that tonight he looked uh, a little bit more like himself, um, but still, you know, still there's rush. You know, anytime we don't play, and this is the first time he's getting action, you know, five and five or just, you know, really contacting those type of months. So, um, yeah, you know, um, you know, we'll be all right, though. Okay, Dan Wykey, please. Who's, um, does seeding matter to this team? Is that something that that is on your radar? Um, obviously, these two losses – Dallas is now a game and a half back. Is that something you guys are concerned about at all? No, I think seeding is a, you know, matters for a lot of other teams in the league. Uh, I don't think it matters too much for us. Um, you know, obviously we're, 
you know, declining, you know, and, um, you know, we got to just figure it out. You know, obviously we're getting parts back with, I don't know how many games we got, 11, 12 games left, but, um, you know, we just got to keep pushing, keep figuring out, uh, you know, get AD's legs under him and, um, you know, you know, get wins. So. Cut up on that. Kyle, sorry to follow up on that really quickly. Is is the confidence just from what you guys went through last year and, and, and sort of the idea that, you know, you are getting these two big pieces back and that was such a, a big part of the reason for the last month? Is that where why, why seating doesn't matter? I mean, of course. I mean, uh, we haven't had our two best players in, uh, you know, you know, two players that you know, this team is built around. So, you know, when you add those guys to the, the, the mix and, you know, we can all, you know, go back to our, you know, um, you know, program role, you know, um, I think we'll be all right. You know, as you see in the, the first half of the season, you know, what we did to teams and, um, you know, we'll get back there. We'll get back there. We just got to get healthy. That's the most important thing. All right. We have time for one more. We'll go with you, please. Cause you guys address the depth of your team, in the off season, um, you know, brought in uh, some new pieces because the bench numbers weren't all that great last year. And with that, at one point, you know, Talon took West's minutes. At one point, Andre took Mark's minutes. Mark took Trez's minutes. How much is that on the individual player to kind of accept that and stay within the group? And how much does a group have to kind of like wrap their arms like around a guy like Trez tonight and, you know, keep him um, – you know, connected, even though they're not getting minutes. I mean, it sucks at the end of the day. You know, we're all competitors and we all want to be out on the court for 48 minutes. You know, that's just how you are if, um, if you are a competitor. And if you don't want to, then you know, I would never want a player um, on my team like that. So I think that, um, you know, it's all about sacrifice. You know, that's something that I really learned about last year. I think uh, something that I struggled with last year and, um, you know, was hard on myself and down. Um, you know, a little bit, but uh, I had great teammates that, you know, stuck with me and, uh, you know, I figured it out. So, um, you know, now's not the time to, you know, be harping on yourself. And, you know, if you don't play, you don't play. Just cheer on your teammate. Uh, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to win championships right now. And that's the window that we're in. And um, it's at all costs. You know, if uh, you don't play, then you don't play. Kuz has been, uh, over the course of the last year, has been, so great to listen to in these post game interviews. Kind of tell it how tell it tells it how it is. You know, he mentioned something that seating doesn't matter for us. By the way, there's some Laker fans would disagree and say, no, no, you got to have the proper seating here. You got to avoid this team, that team. The reality is, uh, I love his honesty. He even says there towards the end, and he's repeated this so much. And that's why when there's criticism towards Kuzma, usually what I end up saying is, okay, well, is Kuzma being a bad teammate? Is he taking bad shots? Is he worried about his own individual stats, individual numbers? He hasn't been. So the dude has obviously taken um, a back seat when it comes to just being a role player and understanding they're trying to get a chance. They're trying, obviously, an opportunity to win their second championship in a row. Um, Lakers lose to the Mavs. 108 to 93. A uh, couple quick, a uh, couple quick plugs here. First of all, thank you to Rebecca Womble, Laura Roma Lopez, Jesse Lopez, and uh, Carlos Saisu uh, handled our social media today. Um, Lakers' next broadcast coming up is going to be this Monday. So 2:30 is the pregame show. Tip-off is at four o'clock. Overall, I'll just say this with the Lakers: they got some very winnable games the rest of the way. By the way, only 12 games left. Um, I heard John Ireland saying that. 
Um, you know, he's heard that LeBron could be a couple weeks away. Not much time left. I mean, here's the reality. You have about three weeks left in the uh, in the regular season, right around there. The final game of the regular season is going to be May 16th. We're sitting on May or uh, April 24th right now, so you could say about three weeks left. Orlando, Washington, Sacramento, Toronto, that's your next four games for the Lakers, so they certainly got a chance to do some damage. Next game coming up this Monday. As always, we greatly appreciate you guys tuning in, whether it's on the ESPN app, iTunes, 710 AM, or all our social platforms. I'm Alan Sliwa. This is the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN.